Last time on the Talkie Boys Radio Hour, Ryan and pals risked their lives in a daring plot to save the poor souls held in psychic bondage at the nightmarish historical theme park, Westy Town. All three were ensnared by the devious Dr. Robert Chevy, but escaped with the help of a mystical child and the enigmatic man in blue. After her horrendous encounter with a monster from the briny depths of Lake Sevalos, we rejoin our heroes as they trudge uneasily away from their shipwreck and towards the perilous, uncertain dark of night. (laughs) (laughs) That was perilous. Uh, I mean, uh, to be fair, it felt like the gods were shining down upon us and every time a decision or, or something just... Uh, extracurricular had to happen. It felt like we we were, uh, I don't know, rolling well. But now I, I don't. I just don't know. Sam, you seem less sane than you usually are. And how dare you? How dare? How dare you say that? Okay, that makes. I mean, it's only I, I, it's only real. This is only real. That does. Track, I'm also but, I'm also a little less sane, but I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm insane. In the membrane, like in real life. Man in blue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you guys were really uh, rolling with the punches. I assume that's what you meant uh, when you said that. 100% is, that's exactly what I meant. W- do you know where we're headed? Uh, you guys are walking towards uh, Greywater. It's off in the distance. If you remember, you drove out to the lake and it took quite a while. So it'll probably take you a while to walk there too. So you guys are just kind of walking, trudging in the nighttime. We're trudging. And, and the man in black, after a while starts to say, I need to apologize to you guys. I, I misread Dr. Chevy. I, I thought he was a good person. I thought that, that he was under the control of the, the, the witch, but it turns out he might be the one pulling all the strings. Uh, I, sh- I should have warned you. Wait, Ed Harris is here? <laughs> Ooh. You called him the man in black. I believe he's the man in blue. If this is Ed Harris, you have no, to let yeah, us the know. The man in blue. Sorry, blue. Blue, blue, blue. well yeah he's uh he was evil he poisoned all of us i feel like and uh tried to burn us down on a boat and then had a uh, giant squid attack us yeah it was not cool no like that's pretty evil on the scale of like one to ten that's like 11 evil easily 11 that's not that evil i I mean it's it's kind of evil well i won't keep any more secrets from you guys since this may be the last day any of us sees. While we're walking to Greywater, I'll tell you the tragic story of the man in blue. Um, I do, uh, don't get into it. <laughs> we know who you are. At least I do. Your name is Willard Sampson. <gasps> you took the book out from the library that I had. You were at the poker table with me uh, and Groucho Marx, who I believe is dead now. And uh, now you're just wearing blue all of a sudden. Yeah, I knew. I didn't need any help in between sessions. So, uh, what what is your deal? Yes, all all of those things are true. I I I I, I was <laughs> I am Willard Sampson. I I did take the book out of the library and and play poker with you. But I, I've also uh, also lived an entire life outside of of those events as well. Uh, Nothing has happened outside of what we have done and what we have seen. So, uh, flashback noises. Sick. When I was a child, my father's ranch was struggling. Wow. The cattle were dying of rinderpest. And one day, a, what? 
<laughs> Renderfest. One day out of the blue, a young man with a foreign accent knocked on our door. What are you doing at my door? <laughs> Excellent to meet you. My name is Victor Arcana. I am very interested. Oh. oh, I was just making a noise. You keep going. I'm very... Oh. I, you're not making that noise. Oh. I'm very interested in your land. It's very special to me. I am a author and collector of rare books. And I think I can help you with your cattle plague problem. Oh, oh. How can you help me, sir? Well, if you'll let me stay on your land for a bit, I'll explain everything to you. That, that accent? I haven't heard it before. Where are you from? Uh, 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 the old country. Very, very How old country. How is that country. a hard question to answer? <laughs> Father and the stranger would take cattle into the barn every night and they would disappear, and a green flash would shine through the window. What? Things got better. The cattle recovered. My father's limp was cured. But the stranger also took an unsettling interest in my sweet older sister, Lucy. What? Lucy always had a sixth sense for danger. She always seemed to know bad things happening before they came. And and, and maybe it was because of, of that ability she had. He, he seemed interested in her. Lucy, I have an eye for these things. I can tell you are very <laughs> special, not like other people. You have certain qualities I could help you to develop. Uh, is is my dad here? <laughs> I, I need not talk. Uh, I think I'm just regu- I think I'm just like everyone else, really. Um, I think- I think, uh, the phone's ringing. I- th- uh, uh, I, think, yes. I think the phone, which will be invented in a couple decades, is ringing. <laughs> I knew there was no phone, but- <laughs> <laughs> The stranger said he could make my father wealthy beyond his wildest dreams, and all he wanted in return was to- take my older sister as his pupil. He said that he he could train up her natural talents and help her harness special abilities that she had. One night, (gasps) the night of the lunar eclipse, my father, the stranger, and my sister went into the barn. I I tried to stop them. Daddy, don't go in the barn to the stranger. (laughs) I don't like the way that he looks. Shut up, boy. We need the money. Oh, but I just want to, I just want to make sure you'll be okay. I will punch you straight in the larynx. Oh, please, not again. Lucy, <laughs> are you are you prepared to change your life? Uh, I maybe maybe tomorrow. I'm not really I don't really feel well tonight. Um I I could we just go back to the house? Old man, we had a deal. Oh, yeah, no. She's very tiny. I I don't see. We we'll be fine. She no. Lucy, Papa? we are here now. Papa? Papa, please don't make me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you'll be fine. No, don't. <laughs> That's good. Shut up. Don't do it. Dude, please do it and give me the money immediately. I mean, Our if you have to. In heaven, Our father ain't here no more. I'm your goddamn father. I don't know why I went from like to <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> My mother and I could only watch as they all 
went into the barn that night of the eclipse. I heard the stranger beg for his life and scream in terror and suddenly be silent. The next day, my father and my sister came out of the barn, but the stranger was gone. And my sister, she was never the same. After that day, she spoke with the same funny accent, and she left the ranch without saying goodbye. My, my father was changed, too. His hair went gray, and he refused to speak of what happened in the barn for the rest of his life. Daddy, what happened in the barn with Sissy? <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty straightforward. She got exercised, but like reverse style. And she is uh, Lady Arcana Not now. Right. You, but is she trying, okay? Uh, you should be looking something to more to the lines of like, don't ever ask me about that. <laughs> She's Lady Arcana <laughs> now, and you are scarred for life. Don't ask me that. Yeah, if you could just, but is she you could okay? just read the line as, as I gave it to you, Ryan. Never ask me about the barn. <laughs> Never ask me about the barn. She's Lady Arcana. <laughs> but the stranger kept his word. The next week, my father landed a $10,000 contract with the Cargill family. And my family's been getting richer and richer ever since. And that was 50 years ago. When I inherited the business, I, I moved to the ranch, burned down the farmhouse and the barn, and I sold the land to a, a fancy old money Brit. Wait, Dr. Chevy. <laughs> His park idea sounded stupid to me, but... I didn't care what he did with the land, I just wanted it gone. When he invited me to one of his stupid parties, I went just to be polite, and, and that's when I met her. Robert told me she was an investor, a business partner from Europe, but I knew better. When she left my home, my sister was only 16. And after 50 years, here she was in front of me again, but she couldn't have been no older than 35. Almost the same age as the stranger was when he showed up at my door. She, no, it, didn't recognize me. I, I think normal people like you and me don't matter nothing to that monster. I don't know much, but I do know that at that night of the lunar eclipse, there was a moment when whatever it is that took hold of my sister, uh, the stranger was free before they killed him. And tonight, it's the lunar eclipse again, and I reckon they're going to do their ritual once more, and we got to stop that monster here and now. Oh, uh, okay. Let me get this straight. First off, last time we talked to Lady Arcana, she said that she can only speak for the Oracle. And she also has a little child following her around who, when we first met said child, said, please help me. And also, are you trying to tell me that Mae West is probably not performing? That's why I'm here in the first place. Well, uh, here's, what I, here's, what, here's what you need to know. I think whatever whatever's inside my sister is going to hop over to that that little boy she's got tonight and and I'm begging you let that monster leave my sister and take the boy before we kill it. You might not think that's right, but she's the most important thing in the world to me. If you help me save yeah. my sister and sacrifice that little boy, I'll see you each mm -hmm. paid $20,000. Oh. Oh boy! Oh, okay. That is a moral quandary. But I mean, like twenty eight thousand dollars. So he's just some foreign little orphan boy. This is my sister. Twenty thousand dollars in nineteen thirty three is 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 
probably like several hundred thousand dollars today. You know what? I'll take that twenty thousand dollars if you don't mind me. <laughs> I, I, like, I get that. I mean, listen, I, I I'm here being paid by Mister Dallas to do this job in the first place, mm. a job that probably isn't going very well at this point due to the uh, magic that is about to occur. <laughs> and the little child, though, ah, oh, the little child. He did look at us with some, like, goddamn gumdrop eyes. He definitely doesn't want to be dead. I mean, you're probably right. More, like, possessed rather than dead, right? I mean, do you think when Lucy gets unpossessed, she's just going to be like, oh, I'm good now. Everything's cool. It depends on if she remembers it or not, right? Yeah. I mean, why would we think that she would just be fine if the other guy with the accent just like disappeared and screamed a lot right right which is why i'm saying like it seems kind of equal to death either way we are condemning the little boy i don't care i I just i just want my sister back i don't i don't i got feelings for this little this little foreign boy we fucking know what your vibe your vibes are we're having a conversation (laughs) can you butt out we know what you feel okay anyway we killing this little boy or what I mean, twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of money. Mm. You could just play it by ear. You can, you can, you you can cross that bridge when you get in. there. <laughs> I'm in. No, we're making this decision now. I, I'm in. You know, I don't I don't really know that little boy. <laughs> He's not going to give me any money if I keep him alive, and you know. Yeah. So I mean, you can either just take the money or or do the right thing. Or <laughs> we could try and save him, but we might even fail. You know, so what's the point? Kind of win both of ways. Trying, yeah. yeah. All I ask is that you think about it. We are definitely thinking about it. We had a full conversation. I mean, $20,000. <laughs> so where do we go from here? Well, I, I think step number one. If we want to save your sister. Get back to Westytown, see if we can get down below the church is where they, they do their bizarre rituals i don't know if you guys know that that's a very useful piece of information that i have learned through my my months of investigation (laughs) (laughs) we have literally been to one of those rituals we uh, in the past three days the amount of uh, info that we've gained is that of your entire lifely life and uh so what are you are you even useful what's wrong with you well whatever happens from here on in we'll have to stick together I mean, okay. <laughs> As you guys continue to walk in the dark, uh, you know, it's 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 the, the night's dragging on. It's getting colder. Gray water is still, you can see the lights are in the distance, but still quite a far way off. And, and after walking for a time, you guys kind of see there's like a guy in the distance holding a lantern, like also kind of like walking around like he might be lost. Hmm. Mm. Should we, ask, should we ask him if he's lost? Yeah, uh, man in blue, go ask that guy if he's lost. You go do that first, and then you and then you come back here and you tell us how that how how that went. You turn to say that to the man in blue, and and like Batman the animated series, he's gone. <laughs> Cra- so he's specific. old. He can't just rickety away. <laughs> so this vagabond, uh, what are we gonna <sighs> do with him? Let's just walk up to the lantern and ask mm-hmm. what's what. Mm-hmm. Hi, right, you guys walk hey. over to the to the man carrying the lantern, uh, and, and he, he kind of lifts the lantern up and to get a good look at you guys. 
Were you guys on that boat? Mm, who are you? What boat? What's it to you? I, 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 I'm just trying to get out of the park, man. Uh, I, 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 I guess I work here, but not anymore, and I'm leaving. Uh, do you, let me ask you, do you know how to drive a car? Mm, I mean, I assume so. Yeah, you hear that, everybody? They know how to drive a car. He says that. Wait. And and what? And then uh, all around you, people start to stand up. They were hiding in the prairie in the dark, and they've got uh, you know like angry mob stuff, like pitchforks and boards with nails in them, and and you know oh, pointy boy. sticks. And uh, they surround you in a circle. And 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 from the group, oh boy, emerges uh, the docent that you recognize to be the gambler. Oh, the gambler! Oh, last man. time, last time we saw you, you didn't have a brain, but then yeah, you did you were, have a brain. And we were all very concerned. Yes, I remember. I remember everything. And by the way, my name is not the gambler. My name is Pedro Alvarez. Oh, okay, well, that's... don't get all fucking uppity with me about this, okay? I didn't know. You said your name was the gambler at the time. I'm working with the cards dealt, Pedro. I didn't want to say that. You three guests. Oh, I, I, again. Uh, what you got to hide. You'll be taken before the commissar. You're coming with us. Oh, boy. If we shoot you now, do you come back to life again or what? <laughs> Good fucking question. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, you do have, I think, what, like four bullets left in your gun? Uh, Sam, but this is like a no. This is let's like go a see the stupid who, who commissar. <laughs> yeah, let's all right. see the stupid commissar. Whatever. Okay, so as you guys, uh, you, you guys are taken away to a kind of ramshackle campsite surrounding like an enormous bonfire, and and you guys can see that a lot of the people here, the docents that you recognize from Greywater, they've they've constructed a shabby looking gallows. And there's a dude standing on top of it. You guys can hear the bartender from the saloon, Henry Reynolds, addressing the guy on the gallows. You are accused of continuously knocking the hat off of Rufus the blacksmith and then laughing about it. And then when he would put the hat back on, you would knock it off again and then laugh, knowing that he was not capable of sticking up for himself. How do you plead? Henry up on the gallows says, well, I, I thought this was a game. I thought we were all having fun. You know, I, even if that was annoying, I thought you guys at least were getting paid well to let me do it. The barkeep looks over, and again, there's kind of like a shabbily constructed uh, uh, stage, and there's someone you can see sitting on top of it, and he looks over to there, and the person on top, who you can't see because it's high and there's shadows, sticks out their hand and puts the thumbs down. And, and, and he says, the commissar has judged you guilty. And uh, in, 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 a, in a moment's notice, the gallows drop and the dude's neck breaks in front of you. Oh, dear fuck. Lord. Yeah. And you guys are all going to roll for sanity. I have wonderful news. Mm-hmm. I rolled a 100. Okay. Oh, my uh, God. That's really bad <laughs> for you, Sam. Is, we'll come uh, back to that. Sam. Sam, you're you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. right. I, I rolled right. a forty-one. Ryan's fine. Ryan, you know Ryan's seen a lot of executions as a as a criminal defense attorney. <laughs> yeah, this was easy peasy. Ryan's like, I see this on most of my cases. <laughs> I rolled a five. Adam's fine as well. Uh, Sam, Excellent. go ahead and roll a d ten. 
That is the one that has uh, uh, 0 to 100 would be the percentage die. It's also 10. Or there's also just a D10. I rolled a 10. Fantastic. And uh, go ahead and roll a D10 a second time for your critical <laughs> miss. I rolled a 5. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, your sanity is permanently reduced by 15 points. So going from 49 to 34. And remind me, guys, what is, uh, what's, what's, what's 15% of, of 50? 7.5? Yeah, so you're, you're actually, yeah. uh, because you lost more than 15% of your sanity at any given time, uh, Sam is going temporarily insane. <laughs> and, oh uh, great! Cool. So for the next, like, why don't we say for the next two scenes in the game, Sam, you are temporarily insane, and I'm gonna say you are now afflicted with uh, pathological lying. Oh, oh no! Ooh. <laughs> okay, that sounds and, fun. And you don't necessarily—you're not even lying to your own advantage. You might just lie about anything at all. Uh, okay, which will be interesting in, in this current scene. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna get us fucking killed. <laughs> Pedro addresses the person on top and says, "Commissar, I've brought you more of our tormentors." Okay, like right here, I are there any like pebbles, rocks around me? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, you could you could reach down and grab a rock off the ground. I grab a rock and I look to my left, just like someone in the circle, and I throw it at their calf. You do that. <laughs> First, he goes, "Ow! What? What's your problem?" Why'd you, why'd you do that? <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just checking if you were a scarecrow. <laughs> Proceed. <sighs> the commissar. Uh, you can hear them call from the shadows. I'll deal with them in a moment. We have one more accused oppressor to go on trial. The people's court first. You guys see the commissar. Hang on. You see the commissar stand up and is a beautiful blonde woman uh, in a torn blue dress with a... Uh, oh, Fuck. <laughs> with a mm. with a, uh, a a leather belt around uh, coming over their shoulder uh, with with various blades uh, uh, cut through it. Jeez. Um, and it's Dolly. Everybody, be honest with me. Does anybody here have a cup of milk? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, is there powdered milk in her jar? God, I hope so. So a uh, another another guest is brought up on the gallows, and uh, and and the. The bartender says to them, Jonathan Rollins, you are hereby accused of going on the treasure hunt. And and instead of, you know, doing the treasure hunt the way you were supposed to, you, you, you just kind of led us out to the desert and then shot your bullets, your, your pellet bullets at us and made us dance for like an hour while you drank. How do you defend yourself? Uh, I, he, he looks around, I Shit, man, I don't have any good defense. I was fucking drunk. And he looks around and he sees Brian. He's like, oh, shit, that's famous criminal defense attorney Brian Brickman. Uh, uh, oh, also shit. host of, of the Talkie Boys Radio Hour. Hey, buddy. No, 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 I am Myrtle Sanchez. Listen, I'm rich. Help me out here. Get me out of this. I'll pay you. How much? I don't know. What do you, what's your normal lawyering fee? About 20000 at this point, I think. <laughs> Okay, well, I, 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 nobody has that much money, but I can give you $500 oh, to save my life. Uh, I'll try. Isa, what are you doing? I put my hands behind my back, 
like I know what I like. It, it looks like I know what I'm talking about. And I, I, I walk forward slightly and I go, uh, Dolly, may I walk towards you? You may approach. Sick. So I do that and I go up to John Rollins and I pat him on the shoulders and I go, I'm going to try my best. I look towards Dolly and I say, now I, I see what's going on here. And I'm not going to pretend like I understand how you people feel. And I didn't mean that by you people. I didn't mean, to, you know what I mean? Anyway, I have not been imprisoned in a fucking crazy person's hellhole for years and years against my will. Nobody can know how y'all feel. But I will say that there are worse things than shooting at the ground and making people dance for an hour. Like murder. Like punching. Like, I don't know, taking the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> Johnny here was drunk and made a person dance. Is that worth murdering him, Dolly? All right, Ryan, I'm going to have you roll uh, for your charm. Because I feel like that was the approach you were taking there. So if you can get a roll. What was the other approach? Intimidation? I, I, I'll I, fucking punch I, you. I, you know, we, I'll we punch you, dude. We charm or fast talk. But I think, you know, it, actually, it, you know, I think law. Why don't we go for law? It's actually the same as charm. So yeah, try to roll under a 50 and we'll see how this goes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it, fucking balls. It's a 57. But I think I did a good job. So like, give me plus 10. Yeah, I guess I could give you advantage on that because you made a very what? you made a very persuasive argument, and it's only seven points off. So Dolly reaches her hand out, thumbs up, and they take Johnny off the gallows. Okay, you can Venmo me, bitch. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'll find you. I'm also in LA, so I'll I'll come see you. Okay, I'll see you in the next D and T campaign we do. Excellent work defending him, and and now we'll have the next defendants. Uh, climb, is it climb the gallows. Yeah, and it's you guys. It's yeah, us. They, isn't they it? make you guys now. It's us. Climb yeah, the gallows. There we go. And uh, hello. And instead of the bartender, this time Dolly stands up and she says, "These people are accused wow. of allowing me, forcing me to try to fight a monster, which then killed me, sure. and then luring right. me into a church and and conspiring <laughs> to slash my throat with the top of a can of milk." Ooh. Oh, this one yes. is tough. That that's she's <laughs> hey, not. Hey, Adam, and uh, so, you know what, Sam? Uh, hey, Adam. Yes. What do we? What do you? What are your? She's a lying bitch. Okay. Oh. <gasps> Everyone in the gathering. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> Don't listen to her. If anyone was throwing milk cans around, it was her. <gasps> <laughs> I mean, honestly, this could work in our advantage. Yeah, keep going with it. And I don't even know these two guys. How am I? Okay, what? that's wrong. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Samantha Boulevard over here. Well, how do you plead, Adam Carver? Uh, well, um, I mean, I, I don't remember doing that at all. I don't know what she's talking about. Um, yes, we were in the same place, but I mean, I, I don't remember slitting her throat. I mean, she's sitting right there. She, I I could I could not have I couldn't have done that. Well, you, you didn't actually do it, but you, it was your idea actually. You proposed it. No, it was not <laughs> my idea. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and and what do you say? Uh, is he speaking the truth? 
Samantha Avenue. Who? He? Who? <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, I'm Dolly. <gasps> Shit. <laughs> what is happening? Oh my, you've been Dolly all along. I don't know who she is. Whoa, then who is this? Who is this imposter? My name is not actually even Dolly, but I can see that there's something happening here with Samantha. She's not acting like she normally does. You didn't sign some Ugh. kind of contract any time recently, did you? Oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Contract. <sighs> I sign. I sign every contract. Um, then you are our brother. That is brought Take me. Samantha off the gallows. So uh, they interpret Sam's lies to mean that she's been turned into a docent, and they take her off of the gallows. Okie doke. <laughs> I support that. I sentence these two to death. No. Mm-mm. Fuck. Mm-mm. Any last no. words, Ryan Brickman? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Listen. Yeah, we talked about slitting your throat, but it was we were doing a funny. We were doing goofs. We didn't actually do that. And by the way. The whole you getting attacked by the monster thing. Unfortunate. I'm going to point. I'll be the first to say it. Of course it was unfortunate. But look, we're all here now. We are not the enemy here. Okay? Madam Arcana did this to all of you. Did this to us. We are actively trying to kill her. Okay, we want Madam Arcana. We want the whole institution of this place dead. They are the ones who are the real bad guys. And if you kill us, all you're doing is making it easier for them to win. Oh, oh by the way, P.S. We're the ones who liberated you all and we burned all the contracts. You're welcome. <gasps> <laughs> Dolly looks to Sam. Is this true? Oh, don't ask her. No, this is stop asking her. I burned all the contracts, and I, in order to do that, I had to sacrifice myself and sign the ultimate contract. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, then, our savior, Samantha Avenue, what would you have yes. us do with these two despicable criminals? Oh, Christ. Well. No Emmys, no Emmys, no Emmys, no Emmys. <laughs> I think we should somehow hum- not kill them, but humiliate them the way that they humiliated all of us. An excellent idea. And what do you propose? Mm-hmm. We, we strip them down nude and we make them sing a song. Weird. Excellent. Excellent. I'm already naked. So... And I'm swinging Yankee Doodle Dandy with my dick oh out. Oh, God, put their clothes back on. Please, please, please. This is this punishment went, went the wrong way. Oh, Jesus. Ryan Brickman, Adam Carver, you are hereby freed on the condition that you march with our people's army on Greywater to help us liberate the remaining docents. And you will do so dicks out. While singing <laughs> at the front of our vanguard. Mm-hmm. That's honestly sounds amazing. Uh, you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, let's get into it. Rock hard. Helicopter. 
So uh, with with Dolly leading them, the docents. Here I am, walking like a hurricane, and then just Adam Carver fucking helicoptering. <laughs> yep. Uh, march towards Greywater, which you guys are much closer to at this point, and and uh, Ryan and Adam uh, again, uh, dicks in the wind, and and <laughs> yes, singing period inappropriate rock music. <laughs> As- I wonder if James Wachisman saw this on his Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> Signs say yes. You arrive at Westy Town, and and it's almost completely deserted. The lanterns are lit and stuff, but there's no one around. And and you guys look down the main street at the church. And in front of the church, a kind of ramshackle barricade has been erected. And and you can see on top that Sheriff Rossi and the two suited guards that you saw on the train are atop the barricade. Rossi has his pistols. One of the guards has a long rifle. And the other guard has a Tommy gun. Whoa. Oh, boy, that doesn't look good, but thankfully both Carver and I have also been erected. What are we going to do here, Dolly? I say that we all heroically charge the church in force. Yes, many of us will be killed, but I think uh, eventually our greater numbers will overwhelm the enemies. Rest rest in peace to you. That sounds like a wonderful plan. Okay, don't listen to her. I take out my golden pocket watch. Do I still Mm -hmm. have it on me? Yeah, you take it out of your sphincter. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I look at it. What time is it? <laughs> Thank God your sphincter is just like. It's out clean. There, Whistle clean. You know? It's Whistle clean. clean. It's, there's nothing blocking it at the moment. It's like after midnight at this point. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, I don't know if they're still going to have their church service at like 6 a.m. tomorrow, but. We could grab some robes and try the same thing we did last time. It feels like there would be maybe less death there. But I don't know. The dolly just run at him plan and use people as meat shields might also work. What do we do? How many people have guns again? Uh, On your side, uh, Sam has like four bullets out of the entire. Awesome. How many people have guns on the other side? (laughs) Uh, There's there's. Two guys, there's three guys with guns. One of them has a yeah. fully automatic Tommy gun. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, right. Okay. Right. And do they well, see a large crowd a- approaching? Yeah, they can see you guys from where they're standing. It, it's they're, they're probably like 100, 200 feet away or something. I wave. Yeah, you wave. Uh, you see, like, Sheriff Rossi, like, leaning forward, you know, with his hand on his brow. And he's like, that fucking naked Ryan Brickman? He's alive and... He's here and he's naked. <laughs> I am hard in giving him the finger. No, no, no. That's not part of the humiliation. You are definitely <laughs> not hard. Yeah, it's also, you know, Aww. this is this is the prairie at night. It's probably pretty cold out. You're probably not giving yeah. off your best display at the moment. <laughs> my dick is deep inside my body. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle. Uh, okay, can we go check the saloon real quick? See if anyone's in there? Uh, I mean, you can tell just from here that like there's no lights on in the saloon. It doesn't. There doesn't appear to be anyone in there. Mm. Is there a place that we can immediately go to that's not directly at these people? Yeah, I mean, the whole main street is lined with buildings, but like the the people in the barricade can see you. They're not like firing at you or anything at this moment. They're just watching. Yeah. Okay, Dolly. Um, I think we do your plan, but I don't think we run. Let's walk until they start shooting and if they do that then we scatter 
We scatter and then put on disguises. An interesting plan. I suppose not too different from mine. We, we risk nothing, but perhaps we can convince our enemies to surrender. Can I offer up one piece of advice mm-hmm. before we go? What is that? Everybody takes their dicks out. Yeah, we should all just get we should all just get naked. No, I I, I, <sighs> yeah. I think you've been humiliated long enough for the battle. Perhaps mm, it's uh, not about humiliation anymore. It's not about that. It's about this solidarity. Is about, this is in intimidation. Yeah, I I think probably you guys should just get dressed. I'm 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 tired of looking looking at your 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 hairy Italian penises. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> specific let's walk all right all of a sudden i just decide to get naked (laughs) (laughs) so the the mob uh marches over to uh the church you guys get all the way up there but when you're about like i don't know 15 20 feet away from the barricade one of the guards like shoots the rifle at the ground in front of you whoa and you hear rossi say not another step forward you mongrels shut up prick or else what? So there's a bit of a standoff here. Um, the guys at the barricade are not attacking, but uh, neither is is Dolly calling for the mob to attack. And Dolly calls over to, to Rossi and the two guards and says, Our numbers will overwhelm you. You have no chance of victory. Surrender Chevy to us now so that we may show him the people's justice. And Rossi calls back, uh, no dice, toots. Uh, you guys, uh, you might have a bunch of planks or whatever, but we got enough bullets here, one for each you use. He, he does have a point, Dolly. At that mm. moment, Dr. Chevy climbs to the top of the barricade, and with him is Jonas. Oh, no. Jonas, you cool? Are you cool up there, dude? And he, he kind of waves back at you, but, but, uh, uh, Chevy begins to speak. My beloved docents, I'm sorry that circumstances have brought us to this difficult place. I, I never wanted this kind of animosity. I only wanted what Liar! was best for you and oh. best for all of us. <laughs> is he about to miss Sandai Jonas? <laughs> uh, he totally is. Okay. Oh, I mean, uh, so Sam is shouting liar. Anybody else have something to say? I guess I can't yell, are you about to misandi Jonas? So, um... Uh... Jonas, are you cool? Or are you good? I, I'm fine, Mr. Brickman. I, 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 I was talking to Dr. Chevy, and, and we sorted everything out. Oh, I highly doubt that, Jonas. Dr. Chevy, you know, pulls on his lapels. He's like, this is just Mr. Jonas here is talking. He's speaking the truth. Uh, I, we work Do you things feel out. threatened? We've come up with a an interesting uh, compromise that should satisfy everyone. But first, oh. let me tell you a little story. Oh, Christ. Don't listen to him. 5,000 years ago. <laughs> okay. King Gilgamesh ruled Great Walled Uruk. And, and one day, the, the head of his staff came to the king and said, My lord, our household has grown too large. We have to dismiss one of the staff here. And and so they brought before the king three members of the household staff, the old washerwoman who's 
hands had become too tired to wash effectively, the, the young stable boy who was too, too green his job to really be too valuable, and, and uh, the, the, the one-eyed craftsman who lost his eye in an accident and, and work was never as good as the same, and, and they asked Lord Gilgamesh to dismiss one of them, uh, and, and he pondered it for a long time. But then he realized, you know, that in ancient times, uh, the world was too small and, and, and the population too little, and each person was their own beautiful and, and unique individual, and he couldn't bring himself to dismiss any of them. And so, what he decided was to hold on to all three in the end, and I have to say, I feel much the same. I, I treasure all of you docents as individuals, and, and I'm not willing to part with even a single one of you unless, unless I have to. And, and that's what we talked about, isn't it, Jonas? And, and Jonas says, that, that's right, Mr. Chevy, and, and I, I agree with, with, with the decision that you've made. And, and, and he's smiling, and he looks really happy. And at that point, Dr. Chevy gives him a hard shove off the barricade. Knew it. And he falls to the ground. And, 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 Got my sand died. And uh, as he hits the ground, that's when you guys uh, see uh, that around the space between where you guys are and the barricade, actually there were painted runes on the ground, which you couldn't see because it was too dark. And as Jonas hits the runes, uh, he begins to scream in agony. And you watch as first his skin burns off into green flame, and then the musculature, mm. and then his skeleton until he completely vanishes. And uh, you look up back at the barricade where Dr. Chevy is standing, and he's got his palms stretched out in front of him. And then as if by magic, there's kind of a swirling wind effect around his hand, and you see, kind of appearing from nowhere, a stack of papers. And, and, oh, and, and, and you look around you, and all of the docents who were once angry and, and carrying angry mob shit drop that stuff to the floor. And, and Dolly turns to Adam, and she says, well, hey there, stranger. Uh, would you help me oh. find my can of milk? No, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> and, uh, and they all uh, kind of the disperse. Contracts. And, and, and they start to, like, clean up gray, gray water. And, uh, and, and, and then uh, up from up the barricade, you hear Rossi. I start cleaning stuff up. <laughs> you hear Rossi call out, hey, Chevy, these guys, Ryan Brickman. And, and, and his two troublemaking pals, they're the ones what burned your contracts. And uh, they forced me to have to, to wreck the boat and a bunch of people got killed. So I say, whatever deal you had going with them, you nix that, you take them out right now. Oh, shut up, Rossi, you seven-foot prick. This guy, you're, uh, first off, you're straight up lying. And yeah, we burned the contracts after you poisoned us and left us for death, Chevy. And then, by the way, the giant fucking squid killed the boat. So, like, how about we all live in reality here and this guy shut the fuck up? It's at that moment that another person steps out from the alleys between the buildings that approaches the barricade. It's Willard Sampson, dressed in his regular tuxedo from earlier. And he's, oh, God, no! And he says, actually, what Mr. Brickman's saying is the truth. I was on the boat when this all happened, after you left, Dr. Chevy. And, and it actually, uh, Ryan is trying to protect his friend, but 
It wasn't Tim or the other ones who burned the contract. It was the man in blue. I saw him do it. Oh, good point. That's a better point. That's, you know what? I was trying to be a good friend, but Willard has a, he's, yup. And and if it hadn't been for the quick thinking of Ryan Brickman crashing the boat, the monster that Rossi summoned might have killed me and everyone else. And so truly, uh, Ryan Brickman here is a hero who has saved your part, mm. or at least part of it, after the colossal error that Rossi's made. So I vouch for Brickman mm-hmm. and his friends, and, and I'm telling you, as, as your colleague and investor, Rossi screwed everything up. And, and if you forgive Brickman and let him go, uh, I'd be happy to agree to the proposal that you, you made earlier and, and, and sign the contract which you've prepared. And, and, I'm and a hero. <laughs> at this, Dr. Sheffy's like completely overjoyed. Oh, smashing good news. Yes, uh, Sir Willard will have the contract signed momentarily. And of course, Brickman... Perhaps I misjudged the situation. Maybe I'm getting bad information. He looks over at Rossi. And and mm-hmm. maybe there's no need for the acrimony before. Uh, I'm sure some deal can be worked out between the two of us. As I said, I, I am a fan of your radio show. I'd hate to be at odds with you. And so, consider yourselves forgiven. And Rossi, consider yourself fired. Get out of the park. Sick. Uh, Sheriff Rossi looks completely shocked and devastated. Boss, no buts. Be gone with you. Uh, Brickman and pals, uh, enjoy your last night here at the park, and 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 tomorrow we'll all celebrate the lunar eclipse together. That sounds like a damn good time. Sounds good, Chevy, Chevy's, Chevy's. So the barricade is taken apart by docents, and and Doctor Chevy walks in. Willard, if, if you'd be so kind. And, and, and Willard Sampson walks over to Ryan, and he's, you know, he goes to shake his hand. He's still kind of doing his act. And he said, thank you for your help, Mr. Brickman. I, I think the rest of your stay, uh, uh, I, I will be, unfortunately, preoccupied. Mm. The sacrifice you made on this day signing a contract that seems like not great, I will take into account. In the future, when I'm like looking at a young boy in the eyes and thinking, should I murder you? <laughs> uh, so you go to shake his hand, Ryan, and you realize that he palmed something and passed it over to you. You know, there's a shady cliff behind the gambler's hideout. It's a, it's a great place to, to, to park something. And, and, and if you drive west from there, there's a really scenic drive. Uh, thanks! And he leaves, and he goes into the church, and... And as he goes into the church, a couple of guests who were hiding in there come out, and the door shuts. And Ryan, you look down and you see that that Willard has passed to you uh, a a uh, a car key with a blue keychain. No, oh. I put those in my pocket and I turn around to Samantha Avenue and Adam Carver, and I'm like, I think that guy is dead. Yeah, he's obviously alive. <laughs> no, not right no. now. In the future. Yeah. And as 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 you guys are standing around mulling this, a couple guests all? walk by, and, and <laughs> one of them is James Wichisman, and, and he comes over and he says, you know, I did really not enjoy this excursion, whatever it is, uh, I found it to be very frightening and stressful, and I am going to be writing a very strictly worded comment card on my way out, I'll tell you that much. Yes. 
Me too. This has been terrible. God. <laughs> it really has. I think we should all wor- write strongly worded letters. Is Sheriff Rossi still around? Well, you know, ex-Sheriff Rossi. No, nah, he's, he's left in disgrace. Fuck, I wanted to shoot him. Okay. <laughs> Yo, James with Chisholm, what are you doing? He's kind of cute, Sheriff Rossi. Well, Sheriff Rossi okay. brought me into the church. He said that this was some kind of uh, new and exciting excursion, but I don't know. I, I feel like I saw a lot of horrible things on the way. Uh, also, you guys were saying that some of the bad stuff in the park is real, so I wasn't really sure, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty uh, upset and tired, to be honest. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and also... Uh, stands to reason that if we didn't just do what we did and didn't get you out of that church, that uh, you wouldn't have made it out either, and the real stuff would have definitely happened to you, and death would have come upon you. You should uh, be thankful as I take a long draw on my cigarette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on my cigarello, on my clove. C- my cigarello clove. Uh, what are you doing now, what chisman? I'm, I'm- probably gonna head over to the the inn and and, and pass out this, this has been a pretty rough day for me i you know, I'll, I'll go to the inn i'll light some incense uh you know i'll try to contact the spirits you know a couple minutes like yeah, i do every okay night. do some yoga you know, read some bible passages and then go to sleep who are you gonna try and contact this evening i thought i would probably try to contact napoleon's ghost like i usually do him and i are kind of friends mm, sure okay sure. that sounds nuts but all right we're far from Corsica, bud. I think what we should maybe do... Hey, uh, can I trust you with Chisman? Of course. I, I told you, Mr. Brickman. I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. I'd do anything for you. Well, honestly, I'm trying to do something for you. Because tomorrow I think some shit's going to go down. And it's not going to be positive. And... Uh, <sighs> hey, I take out the car key... And I put it in James Wachisman's hand. What, and I say... What's this for? Have you ever been to the gambler's hideout? Yeah, I've done the treasure hunt. Okay. This is what I'd like you to do. Now, if this was a TV show, it would cut to the next day, and the audience wouldn't know the plan. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so you... You guys go back to the inn and sleep, and then you wake up, and it's the next day. And... and uh, uh, but like you get it right, I, you know what I want him to do. <laughs> perhaps I do. Uh, so now <laughs> Ryan just can't remember the instructions. Sure. You guys <laughs> head back to the inn and and you you go to sleep. Uh, I'm sure you probably have night nightmares about octopuses and 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 people being burned alive. Sure, as as normal. The next day, the the park is up and running as normal. Things are happening just as they did the first day you got here. Dolly's in the street next to her horse with her can of milk. Everything's happening except today a lot more guests are arriving for the big lunar eclipse party that's happening tonight. You see Johnny is setting up a nice stage in in the middle of the street. And, and he waves to you guys. This is Johnny, uh, the guest uh, liaison. Johnny, oh, I think we got off at the wrong foot. You tried to take my... Uh pocket watch from me i said i was going to kill you which you know still might come true but at this point uh i think we should uh come to a uh, an agreement that we don't kill each other is that okay with you yes uh i I, I thought we had a pretty good relationship no you were one second from the blade wow wow interesting yeah 
Anyway, you're ma- you're making a you're making a stage here. Yeah, this is where Mae West is gonna perform tonight at the big party, as you can see, just as planned. We got a ton of guests coming in, so I hope I'm gonna see you guys there. Mae West is gonna sing, uh, uh, maybe Blue Moon or something during the lunar eclipse. I don't know. It's it's her set, but I think that would be fun. That makes sense. Sure. Hey, uh, is the stage raised? What do you mean? Like off the ground? Like yeah, yeah, it's a couple feet off the ground. Maybe you put a door in the back of it. For what? For fun. <laughs> Easy access. Okay. Oh, great. Thanks. Great. <laughs> thanks, man. I believe in you. If that's what you want. <laughs> it is what I want, weirdly enough. Okay. So uh, things are happening. Um, I don't know. Uh, right now, the church is totally barred and shut down. You can't get in there. There's, there's a boards across it that are nailed in. Uh, you can't go into the barn. Um, the 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 library, let's say, is like dilapidated from the chaos of of last night. Uh, the saloon is open. James Wichisman is in there currently, and uh, I don't know. The, the other thing you could do is like talk to Dolly at this point. <laughs> then let's go to the saloon. I suppose is that cool with you, Adam and Sam? Yeah, let's head there. Well, I can't go to the saloon. No, it's fine. Uh, we, we, it's cool now. We intimidated the guy l- last time. He ain't, he ain't gonna mess. Yeah, you, you. Also, you guys are VIPs now. Oh. Yeah, we're VIPs. So Fancy. you guys head into the saloon. Uh, James Wachispin's at the bar as normal. You got the scarecrow in the corner. There is a different docent dressed as Jonas sitting where Jonas normally sat, like eating lunch. I go over and I kick him in the leg immediately. Ow! What's is your, he a scarecrow? What's your problem? Oh, nope, he's, he's not, not a scarecrow. scarecrow. And I go back oh, to the it. bar. So James Wachisman's there, and he's like, so, uh, I contacted the spirits, and they told me that this key opens a treasure chest, and inside is the skull of Emperor Constantine. Napoleon told you that? Yes. Fucking what? Mm-hmm. The key mm-hmm. that I gave you? Yeah, this key. Oh, Christ. Okay. Did they say where the chest was? Well, I, I, I guess I kind of lost the spiritual connection after that. But yeah, I'm sure I'll figure it out soon. Convenient. Okay, well, you give us an update whenever you figure that out. So, uh, time goes by. It's now 1 o'clock, and Johnny is calling everyone to line up for excursions. He's like, okay, everybody, it's time for an excursion. We got the uh, the river boat. Oh, jeez. Uh, we got the they got the treasure hunt, uh, the one excursion. It's the treasure hunt. That's the only one. Uh, we don't have two. For the other one, uh, it's uh, uh, we're we're reworking it currently. So I guess we go on the treasure hunt. We've it's, done this so many times already. It's the exact same treasure hunt as you went on before, except now instead of yeah. Jonas, it's this other guy. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of giddy, excited guests who are like, "I'm having so much fun!" Wow. In, in the horse-drawn wagon with you guys. And and you guys arrive uh, at the first stop, which is the gambler's hideout. All the guests go in to watch the Russian roulette thing. Uh, but you guys are stood outside. It's kind of you and James Wachisman. And he's like, guys, aren't we going to go in and, and, and talk to the gambler? This is a really fun part. You I grab ahead. him by the shoulder. I'm like, no. And we start walking into the back to try to see what the man in blue was talking about. Uh, you guys come around the back, and it's the blue roadster that the man in blue was driving. And then it's okay. parked out back there. Hmm. <gasps> James okay. thinks perhaps 
The treasure with Constantine's skull is in the back of this car. Open it. See if it is there. Uh, he opens up the back of the trunk, and inside there is uh, there is a map. Oh my god, it's the map to Constantine's skull. <sighs> okay. He was right. Read the map. It, it, it's just showing that we go due west. For how long? The, yeah, that is... That is what the previous owner said to do, but I feel like he was just saying to leave, like get out of here. Although no, wait, he definitely wasn't right. He wants us to. Hey, James Wachisman, cover your ears. Uh huh. Got it. Perfect. He said he wanted us to save, uh, or let the thing go from one. Oh well, no. Yeah, I thought for a second he was being sacrificial and just had given up, but. No, but like he wants us gone because he knows that if we're not here, there is no one to kill the child and his sister will definitely be free. But $20,000, though. Right. I just want to say that the, mm. the story as Ryan explained it makes no sense. The plan is to like transfer the, the, the monster over to the little boy and then probably sacrifice the, the sister. So if you guys leave, that. That'll just go off without a hitch. Yeah, we're supposed <laughs> to save his sister. Right. So due west, how long do we have to follow due west for? I don't know, but adventure doesn't have uh, a name or an amount of time, Adam Carver. Sometimes you just got to drive. I take out sunglasses that I have all of a sudden. I turn on the car. We all jump in and we go west. No, but there's a map, right? No, fuck that. Does... <laughs> do- Says West. Does the map go- end anywhere? Yeah, it ends like maybe let's say I don't know, fifty miles driving west. Fifty miles driving west. Yeah. On the highway. All right, here, here's some money for gas. Let's go. <laughs> Looking for adventure. You have a full tank. It's fine. So you guys are driving. Eventually, okay. you hit a a dusty dirt road, which takes you west. Mm. It's all four of you in the car now. James Wachisman's like. Wow, I've never driven in such a fast car. Uh, Still I... have your ears covered. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so he does that for about an hour as you drive 50 miles. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you guys can see as you're driving in the distance, uh, coming up on the prairie is a, a little blue cottage. Jesus, he's really leaning into this color. He, he loves blue. As you guys arrive... Uh, uh, you can see based on the tread marks that like this is where the roadster usually is coming and going. It doesn't look like anybody else has ever been around. It's a very small cottage. Clearly, there's only like one room inside. Uh, when you guys park, James would just been runs out. He sees there's a shovel. He grabs it. He's like, I'm gonna start digging for Constantine's skull, you guys. You go right ahead. <laughs> Good luck. With Do that. you even know where to look? I'm sure the spirits will divine. And he picks up two sticks and holds them as a divining rod. Okay. <laughs> Let him be. <laughs> Let us know if you find anything. Inside the cottage, it's 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 really not that... Uh, it's kind of sparse. There's a desk, and there's a bookshelf, and there's a cot, and, and that's really all there is in here. Hmm. I start moving things around. See if anything is extraordinary when you move it and shake it. Uh, so you're looking for like a Scooby-Doo kind of wall turning, like you pull the book and the wall spins around. Right, where I'm, I'm the meddling kids. 
Is it a single room place or are there multiple doors? No, there's a single room, one door. Uh, Ryan is not able to find any Hanna-Barbera style wacky secret apartments. Fuck. <laughs> Disappointing. Mm, is there anything laying on the ground or table that that's not a cot? <laughs> no, there's nothing like on the floor or anything. Uh, there's nothing on the desk, but there is like a drawer that you check. And inside are, right. are two... Uh, blue chrome plated revolvers with uh, with six bullets in each chamber. Yo, upgrade. <laughs> okay, well then maybe Samantha Avenue, you give me that four shooter, or at least the one with the four bullets, and then Samantha. And well, how are you how are you feeling, Samantha? Are you feeling good? Yeah, she's or? she's not crazy anymore. It's been a whole day. So. Perfect. Here's this gun. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. And here's Sweet. one for you too, Adam Carver. Oh, thank you, because I have the highest, uh, you know, firearm percentage. Is what it is. Yeah. I go through all the books. Anything interesting? Uh, I don't know. What's your roll your library skills? Fucking, I'm a lawyer. Uh, library use. Its default is twenty. That's exactly what it is. You rolled a twenty. No, I rolled a twenty-two. Let's move on. Okay, well, <laughs> Sam could try. Oh yes, I'm rolling the the one hundred sided. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> All right, so I'll roll seventeen. Okay. Amazingly, the least intellectual and educated character is the one who's able to find an interesting book. Where you know the, the two people uh, with listen, I've been through a lot <laughs> lately. Okay. I just love that like Adam's character is built around like being strong and not smart, but he keeps like figuring yeah. out all the puzzles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's 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 a man of the streets. It's about right. It's, yeah, it's street smarts. Adam comes across a book which he remembers seeing Sam carry. It's the Encyclopedia oh. of the Old Ones and their Servants. The same exact book, and here it is on the shelf. Is it shelf. the one that she stole? No, it is. A, it's a it's a newer, nicer copy. Oh. I open it up to see. Is it like his version or a library book? Yeah, it's it's like a I don't know, it's it's just a, a a purchased copy. Are there any notes, any any dog ears, any highlighting? Um, there could be, but it's a big book. You can you just search the whole thing. No, oh, we're not gonna flip through it. We're just interested that he has the same book. Do you remember anything about your version of the book, Sam? There was a section of it missing. Oh, what there was? Yeah, mm. okay, so we gotta find out <laughs> what that section was. Wait. Where's your? Do you? Is that still do in the ha- library? Oh, I have it with you me. You have it with no, you. No, I took. I stole it. Yeah, you stole it. Oh, All right. I open it up. Yo, we open whip it up. It out. We open it up. We compare. Okay. Yeah. And see. You guys notice that in Sam's copy, there is a page in the M section that's been torn out. Mm. And what does that say in the full version? Right, you turn to the same page in the full version where you do see a entry has been circled in black pen, mm-hmm. and it describes the legend. Of a demonic god, Mammon, who is the god of wealth and good fortune and wish granted. And and mm-hmm. you also read here that uh, in order to have Mammon grant your wishes, you need to sacrifice something. But the sacrifice has to be commensurate with the magnitude of the wish. And so you can't just sacrifice any little old thing. And it has to be something that is personally valuable to you, right? So if you're not oh. a person who values money, uh, sacrificing mm. money won't do you any good. 
And, and you also find that when someone becomes an acolyte of Mammon, it can give them kind of inhuman abilities and, and certain mystical, magical powers. And that uh, the more powerful you become, the more your humanity is stripped away, as, was, as is your earthly desires. And so if you become a powerful acolyte of Mammon, it becomes more and more difficult to sacrifice things as you lose your human desire to uh, even want things. Hmm. Interesting. Dear Lord. So do we think that we're the ones who are supposed to sacrifice something and and become likely gods? Or do we think that characters that we've seen already have already done so? Well, you have to assume that the woman in red is this person, right? Right. And did she have a child so she could sacrifice it? Because mm. there was nothing that was important to her anymore? To, or, mm. like, what would they be trying to gain by having another sacrifice? The transfer. As you're having this conversation, you hear the whinny of a horse. And, and, and oh, then you Jesus. hear James Wichisman say, uh, Guys, I think uh, well, somebody's here to see you. Cover your ears. <laughs> I walk out the door and I see who it is. Standing before you is Sheriff Rossi, ex-Sheriff Rossi, and he says, I take out my gun and I point it at him. Well, he's got a line of dialogue to say first. (laughs) Okay, fine. Rickman, I'm calling you out. You wrecked this sweet gig I had going, and you ruined my park. I'm sick of you and your period inappropriate political correctness and your anachronistic pop culture references. And I'm challenging you to a duel. I shoot him. Okay, well, he's, I mean, he's also, he's got his gun at the ready. Uh, and you haven't drawn Doesn't matter, yet. I shoot him first. Okay, well, uh, are we doing like a high noon shootout now? You're going to try to draw and shoot on him before he can shoot you? I've already shot him. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so what you want to draw and shoot before he can, right? Is that what you're saying? That's what he's saying. Okay. I'd like to, sure. Right, so, so I would say first things first. Roll for dexterity to see how fast you can like draw and get your gun pointed at him. I rolled a seven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you have it on him. So like basically now, sick. He, you have your gun pointed at him. He's got his gun pointed at you, and you're kind of staring at each other. It's a tense situation. Uh, it's come to this, you giant fuck. I hate you, L.A. types. Uh, East Coast for life. What? What's your deal, man? Like, listen, I'm here just like at this point, uh, trying to save the world from weird magic shit. I'm not even trying to have a full-on firefight with you. You've just been a, and I will l- really let's. If this was in text, it'd be bold. Been a prick this whole time. And I'd have no actual fight I want to have with you. But if we're going to do this, I will shoot you in the goddamn face. Enough talk. Let's settle this <laughs> like men. Uh, Dance off? <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's 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 gonna shoot at you, Ryan. What are you, what is what is your what are you doing in response? I shot at him first way long ago. Okay, so you both are shooting <laughs> at the exact same time then, at each other. 
Okay. I guess. Alright, uh, so Plot yeah. armor, save me now. So there's no need to, to roll anyone's dodge. I'm just gonna hide from any crossfire and just, like, protect myself. Yeah, again, you should be I'm fine there. inside the cottage. Oh, I'm inside still. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Perfectly hidden. <laughs> Actually, maybe I hear... Can I... Do I hear their gunfire from, you, uh... You heard this whole conversation. You're not You're not even, like, a few feet away from right. Oh, I'm gonna go like sneak around and try and shoot this guy in the back of his leg. All right, well we could just, just like you, take you, him down. We could say, yeah, you were you were sneaking around the house as this conversation yeah. was happening. Okay, uh, okay, he's rolling to shoot you, Ryan, and I have the result here. And uh, what what are you? Why don't you roll a d100, Ryan, to see if you hit him? I rolled a twenty-six. Okay, you both shoot each other. Perfect. Uh, let me now, I'm, I'm gonna roll a d100 to see how this went for you, Ryan, because you got hit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you rolled pretty well. Ryan, let's say, I'm gonna say you got hit in your right arm, your gun-holding arm, which you then drop the gun and you've been shot in the arm, okay? And, oh. uh, roll another d100, Ryan, to see, because you did hit him, let's just find out, uh, <laughs> where it hit him, first of all. This is not a lie, I rolled a five. Okay, uh, where were you aiming? His head. Yeah, you shoot him right between the eyes, and he falls over dead. Perfect. And he's gone. I'm glad he's dead. Okay, Frosty, there's no need to calculate damage. <laughs> I, go o- I, I go over, <laughs> and I, for the next half hour, while holding my arm to keep the blood in, kick him straight in the nuts, over and over again. Jace, which just been, takes his fingers out of his ears, he's like, is this... Is this some kind of excursion? <laughs> Cover your ears! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I go into uh, the man in blue's little cottage and I look around like, are there any tweezers, anything in here for emergency bullet based surgery? Um, well, you could like, I don't know, like rip the, the, the sheets off the bed or something to tourniquet it. But yeah, there's no, no, no operating tools or anything. All right. Well, I suppose I do that. And I look over to Adam Carver. I'm like, you've been shot before, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Bunch of times. What should yeah. I do? Uh, I mean, like, just like, like, hold it, I guess. <laughs> okay, I've been doing that. Um, and then, um, I mean, just like not die. Perfect. If, if you'd like, I can, I can roll to shoot you in the other arm if it makes you feel any better. <sighs> I think it might. <laughs> right. At least then it'll be symmetrical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I rolled a nine survival. Can I do this to myself? Yeah, you tourniquet your own wound, which. We'll stop the bleeding, so we'll say you won't continue to lose hit points. But from being shot, let's say, Ryan, your hit points go down from 10 to 5. Oh, Oh, man. This dude's such a prick. (laughs) He's dead now, and I'm glad he's dead. (sighs) Should we see if he has a nice gun that we can take from him? Yeah, I I go through, I loot his body and the horse. (laughs) The horse has nothing. But uh, you do find, you know, Rossi's revolver still has five bullets in, in, in the chambers. Okay, let's give that to Adam Carver so he now has uh, dual pistols. Oh, two shit. Pistols. He's dual wielding. Nice. Yes. Yes, I am. All right. Well, are you going to do or discuss anything else before leaving this place? This place sucked. Well, I think we need to figure out, like... What information we gained, if at all? Yeah. Mm. Like, what is the goal like, even if we were trying to save his sister, what is the goal? Why are they trying to make a sacrifice when they already have enough, like, human slaves and money? Like, what more do they want? 
I, um, roll, roll for intellect, Sam. Oof, I got a 49. Okay, you think that Sam Avenue thinks about it deeply, and, you know, all of a sudden, it's like a light bulb. <gasps> the revelation comes to you. So if an acolyte of Mammon no longer has worldly desires, they have nothing that they can really sacrifice other than mm. the only thing important to them, which would Is be themselves? greater power and themselves, right? So they could sacrifice the powerful form that they've already taken and take a new one. And and another way things could work is you can sac- have someone else sacrifice something valuable to them on your behalf and make the wish for you. Do I have anything that's worthy? Well, uh, no, I don't think you do. But, I mean, cool. you got your friends. You can I'll push Ryan in. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, man. So whose child is this? And it's probably going to be sacrificed. And on the behalf of who? The guy who's running the park, probably, because he wants to get richer and probably have more human slaves. Like, I guess that's my best guess. Right. Well, I, w- I would say, based on, like, the intellect role that you had, like, you think it's it's some kind of crisscross situation. He's sacrificing something yeah. for her wish. She's sacrificing something for his wish. Like... His sister was sacrificed on behalf of the father getting the riches in the presence of... So, yeah, they both benefited from that. Yeah. But, except for the sister, who was sacrificed and just doesn't exist anymore, and her body is just a hub for that guy with the weird accent. That is the most anti-feminism thing I've ever heard. And then the stranger (laughs) was also, like, sacrificed as well. Yeah, but he had nothing else to sacrifice other than himself, probably like Lady Arcana has now. Right, like whoever's body that was already, I'm sure it's been a chain, probably, just of like body snatching. Well, I think we take the roadster back in, and maybe Carver, you follow us on the horsey. Why wouldn't he just yeah, come great. in the car with you? It's gonna take him so we hours to go in the car. <laughs> so we got a pony. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. You can come with us. Can we put the horse in the car? Uh, rolling in to see if you think that would work. <laughs> no. All right, perfect. I got a 98. Yeah. You'd, you'd think that would probably work. <laughs> oh, perfect. I shoved that fucking horse in the car. You guys drive back to Westytown. It's now like like sundown. The night has is upon you. The the eclipse will be coming soon. When you guys get back into the park, you can see that there are guests mingling, eating appetizers and, and drinking mocktails. <laughs> right, Boxtails. because there's not actual ac- alcohol in them. You uh, you see up on the stage that the uh, the concert has begun. Although you you do realize that you know Mae West is is looking a, a bit sh- shorter and rounder than you normally see her, and she's also kind of singing a little off key. Johnny's there, and he said, "How do you guys like in the party?" Um, it's okay. Hey, is Mae West? feeling weird to you? Yeah, like she's a little, a little off. off. Oh, well, I'll tell you guys, it's, it's not actually Mae West, but it is It is uh, California's premier Mae West impersonator, Mae East. Oh. oh. God damn it. Okay. Per- great. Whatever. Uh, I look around. Is there anything else suspicious around me? No, but you see uh, Willard Sampson uh, also is like also mingling and, and, and drinking a mocktail and, and talking to some other Giddy socialites. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Can we walk up real slow to a Samsonite? Yeah, sure. Sup? Hey there, friends. Good to meet you. The name's Willard, and uh, I'm an investor here at the park. It's a great place. You ought to invest, too. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Well, listen, I I, I would like to invest. I just, uh, I, I'm a little already invested in, uh, in a We Went West Incorporated. Uh, we saw a cottage LLC, <laughs> and we read a book Incorporated. <laughs> Well, that doesn't sound like anything to me, but I will tell you, my name is Willard. I'm an investor here at the park, and you ought to invest, too. You just said that. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, I, I like, poke him really hard in the chest. Uh, uh, my name's Willard. I'm, I'm, I'm an investor here at the park, and you should invest, too. Okay. I walk away from Willard, and I go to, uh, So Willard is under contract, too? Yeah, he's gone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you head over to the church where you see one of the suits, one of the black-suited guards, is uh, guarding the entrance to the church. It's the one with the Tommy gun. Hey, buddy old pal, what's going on? Uh, nothing. Please enjoy the party. Uh, this church has uh, been sectioned off for uh, private park business. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I turn around to Sam and Adam like, oh, that's weird. I guess not, actually. No, never mind. It's not weird at all. They're mm. doing some magic-ass shit in there. Mm-hmm. But we could try and break into the basement, probably, where they're actually going to do it. Do we have any of those robes still? Uh, you don't have the robes. Mm. Oh. You do not. Uh, I walk back up to the guy with the Tommy gun, and I go, Hey, can I go inside? Mm, no. Ah, worth a try. Okay, <laughs> I turn back around. I tried. Can I Can I roll for Intimidate? <laughs> Uh, you can, but I'll put you at a disadvantage because this guy's like also intimidating and he has an automatic rifle. What's, what's my, um, what's my disadvantage? So what is your intimidates? Uh, six, six, so disadvantage will put you at 30. So you got to roll under a 30. Oh my Christ. And this is a hundred one. Yep. Oh, 78. So whatever you said to him, he's like, mm-hmm, enjoy the party. Well, that's rude. <laughs> can I roll for acting? Well, I think Sam has a plan she wants to execute. Oh, yeah, that's no, fine. Well, I was just going to try and distract him while you guys run in by fainting, you know, and see if he would, like, save me. What would that go be? For faint. Yeah, I mean, go for it. So, so you're going to, what? Uh, or you, you also have an extremely high charm, Sam. That might oh, so I could try and charm him? God, I'm just so, it's so hard to charm What does she have for that. a charm? 70. Whoa. I guess I can walk over and be like, oh, God, I don't know. How to be charming. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's really hard. I just don't know Is that what a Tommy gun in your pocket, it, or like... is that for me? <laughs> yeah. We have to roll to see if you can even do it. Yeah, but first she has to say what it is she's going to do. <laughs> Fair. Or else I don't know how to react. The guy just goes, I am charmed. I'm going to say, like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> My friends told me that you would let them in here and not me. And I see they both just failed, so. Wink, wink. I was hoping you'd do me a favor and let us in. Prove those goons wrong. Hmm. Well, well roll, roll with you 100. Oh, it's a four. Woo! Oh, you passed. It was not very charming, but. 
The guard is extremely charmed. And he says, oh, well, uh, I mean, I guess you would. I'm like, why don't you take us on a tour? Hello? So he's extremely charmed. He's like, well, I, I guess I wouldn't mind going into the church with you for a little bit, if that's uh, what you're asking. I'd love nothing more. Okay, so he opens up uh, the doors to the church and, you know, puts his hand on Samantha Avenue's waist and is like, well, let me show you. It's a pretty nice church in here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. We should get a little more privacy and head down to the basement. Uh, oh, I, shit. I don't, I'm not seeing any stairs. I don't think this place has a basement. Isn't there a secret door that we found the last time we were in here? Or am I crazy? What? When were you yeah. in here? No, no, I don't say that out loud. <laughs> I'm saying that to James. Yeah, there is, but uh, you're not supposed to know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I go and I open it. Do you remember how to open it? Oh yeah, you got to make a blood sacrifice, huh? Well, so what's happening? So is Sam, is Sam going? Is Sam going in alone? No, we're with no, her. No, you guys. You guys were supposed to come. I asked for me and my friends. Okay, but he yeah, thinks you're taking her. him in here to hook up. Yeah, he doesn't. He's charmed. Okay, so he thinks what the three <laughs> of you charmed, are going to run a train me. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, they're just like they're just like quietly behind, okay. and I'm like, don't don't worry about them. Is that what's going? Are you guys are you sneaking in behind them? Is this- What's happening here? What once the door closes, I or Adam hit him on yes. the back of the head with the butt of your gun. Knock him out. Oh, I'll, I'm gonna yeah. hit him on the back of the head with the butt of my gun. Okay, so you guys all enter the church. Uh, you guys are what sneaking behind them. I guess he's distracted because he's so uh, horny or whatever. And so now, <laughs> yeah, Adam is is attacking by hitting with the butt of his gun. So that's gonna be yes. fighting fighting brawl, Adam. Roll your fighting brawl. Uh, good news, six. Yeah, that's pretty high. Ooh. Okay. Um, and you're trying to knock him out. Uh, I'm gonna try it and knock him out. Yes, and and then disarm him or tie him up so he can't get away. Okay. I mean, you did roll a six, and he is distracted. Let me. Okay. Well, let me just see. Roll to see how this guy reacts. Yeah, ninety-one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you knock him out cold, Whoa. and he hits the ground. Excellent. He's passed out. Fantastic. Um. As you guys are going into the church, James, which has been like, runs over too. He's like, "You guys, we're a team, right? Can I come with you?" Uh, we just tell him to keep watch outside. No, nah, come on! I, I don't want to keep watch. I'm a master of the mystical arts here. I can help. You know what, James? I think you can come with us. I throw a coin into the bowl that's I, near me. Time stops for everyone but Ryan. Ryan Brickman. You hear that, and you look over at the altar at the front of the church, and you see that same skeletal figure covered in gold and gems with diamonds for eyes. Open or shut. What is thy desire? Open. Time unfreezes for Ryan, and for everyone else, it just kind of looks like Ryan dropped a coin into a bowl, it vanished, and then a magic staircase appeared in the center of the room. And, and James Wachisman is like, What? I like how I, again, immediately was like blood sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, put okay, blood we'll, in there. We'll cut off James Richisman's hand. We'll put that. <laughs> All right. I take the Tommy gun off of the dude who's passed out. Mm-hmm. I give that to Adam Carver. Mm-hmm. I take one of the pistols. So now Adam Carver has a Tommy gun and uh, two pistols and a pistol. And I have one of them is blue, right? right? Yep, and I have Blue a regular crystal. pistol now too, and the four shoot. 
So we are we are fucking uh, all jacked up. And we start going down the stairs, and we put James with Chisholm in the front. <laughs> okay, you guys come down the stairs. It takes you to this long underground corridor, which you've been before. And ahead, you see the other guard in the suit who's, who's, who's standing in front of the door at the end of the passage. And, and he sees you, and he calls out, like, what are you? Who are you? What are you doing in here? Is he the only person that we see? Yes. Is he the only person there? Just knock him out. James Wichisman says, uh, uh, it, It's me, the, the ghost of Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James, run at him full yeah, speed. Let's all just walk by like we're ghosts and not even acknowledge him at all. <laughs> uh, as you guys approach, he does. He like draws his his, his rifle and, and points it at James Wichisman and says, I, I can't allow you to come in here. You guys need to go back up the way you came. Can I shoot him? Yeah, we all shoot him. <laughs> All right, well, you guys pull out your guns, and he's like, okay, okay, shit, sorry, full disclosure, I was bluffing, do not shoot a gun down here, the entire thing will cave in, and we will all be crushed and die. Oh, good to know. I'm skeptical of this man's. So so here's what we'll do, uh, they don't pay me enough anyway, I'll, I'll put this shotgun down, and before you start shooting anybody, let me just uh, climb out of here, is that fine with you? Give me the shotgun. Okay, here you go. No, he's coming with us. Don't let him. Don't let him climb out of here. Okay, I'll. If you're gonna take me hostage, can you please not shoot the gun and kill us all? Just can that be yeah. the one caveat? That depends <laughs> yes. if you're cool. Yes, but you're one of us now. Let's go. Uh, what? Okay, so yeah, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Open the door, bitch. Uh, he opens the door for you. You guys see inside. It's the same chamber that you saw yesterday. There's the enormous black ornate bowl covered in gold runes before an enormous stone carving of a throne. In front of the throne is a little stage that's been set up. And on top of the stage, you can see Dr. Chevy, Madame Arcana, and the little child in the red cloak are standing on top of the stage. Between the stage and you is the giant bowl behind the stage is the giant stone throne. As you guys are walking in, Dr. Chevy sees you come in, and he says, Oh, I didn't think we'd have any guests, but certainly come in. You can watch my glorious moment of triumph as I ascend to immortality. Oh, cool. And Interesting. He, he pushes... He, he knocks over a enormous bag, like Santa's present bag size <laughs> of fucking gold coins. Probably thousands and thousands of dollars worth of gold coins plummet into the bowl. Uh, and as this happens, you can kind of see like his facial expression like changing as if, you know, the, the time stop thing is happening to him, but you guys aren't perceiving it. Oh. As he's doing this, and like, can I try to like flick a coin up into that bowl as well? Um, I would just say like, wait for him to be done taking his. Understood. Um, and and so he does that, and and all the 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 coins, uh, uh, you know, vanish into green flame. He probably sacrificed thousands of thousands of dollars, and and you know, you hear him remark like, "Well, I, it it truly pains me to 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 to, to pass up." Uh, so much gold, but I think the price 
you'll find it'll be worth it, my good madam. And uh, as he finishes saying that, Madam Arcana, like, gets really, like, gross and rigid, and her head, like, jerks up, and then out of her mouth becomes a disgusting and sleek flying snake creature. Oh, oh fuck yeah. you, James. Comes out of Come her mouth. Fuck now. you. I hate you so much. How dare you do this to me? And it, it begins kind of just like flying in a circle above their heads. And, and, and Lady Arcana now, Lucy, Lucy kind of like screams in terror like a crazy person and like falls over on her back like convulsing. <laughs> I slide her a gun. Uh, she's very far away from me. Fuck. <laughs> uh, James Wachisman's like, wait a second. I have an idea. Sam, give me the crystal that you took from me the other day. I give it to him. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this crystal, it means everything to me, but I think I understand what's happening here. And he, he throws the crystal into the bowl and, and it explodes into green flame. And again, you guys see like his facial expression like quickly change as if the time stop thing had happened to him. Uh, and, and, and then he's, he's kind of grinning. Oh, boy. What's going on, James with Jisman? Uh, oh, uh, uh, nothing. Maybe it uh, didn't work. I punch him. I don't <laughs> believe that him. at all. <laughs> he, 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 no need to roll. He gets hit. He goes down. <laughs> Perfect. Someone intimidate him. Find out what he just did. What did you do? Uh, no, no. I, I mean, it, a, a dumb wish. You, I would, wouldn't interest you guys. What wish, bitch? Uh, as you guys are arguing about this, you can see, like, the snake is now kind of, like, hovering above, uh, it's begins circling around the head of the little child. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, what do we do, guys? We told that man in bl- blue. We need to give them something more valuable. Oh. And make a different wish. Your grandfather's watch. Quick. I know. I knew it was gonna be the stupid fucking watch. I throw the watch in the bowl. Alright, Ryan throws the watch in the bowl. Nothing could be more valuable. Time freezes for everyone other than Ryan. Ryan, you look up, and, and you see, sitting on the throne now, is the enormous skeletal figure of Mammon, covered in gold and gems with gleaming diamonds for eyes. And and he, he speaks to you. Ryan Brickman, that was a worthy sacrifice. What is thy desire? I guess I want to save the kid. Well, how can we save both the kid and the girl? I have no idea. Does this demon have to possess a a life form or no? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Can we put it into that guy? The one who sucks? I guess that's probably stupid. What, Dr. Chevy? Okay. Okay. Let me do it. I'll do it. Okay. I want the demon to enter the guy who is evil in the first place. Fill Dr. Chevy with your demon seed. As you wish, so I will do. I will keep the pact. And the snake, which was circling the little boy's head, now begins to circle Dr. Chevy's head. And he's like, oh, what's this then? And then it flies down his throat. And he's like, okay. 
Right, and uh, <laughs> get snake boned. And it's a really fucking gross and disgusting. And uh, then he kind of snaps with a different expression. What? What has happened? This form is worthless to me. He has no magical abilities. At that point, the little boy runs over and he pushes Doctor Chevy hard, shoving him, and he falls into the sacrificial bowl. Oh no! Okay. And then should have bought a dodge. Doctor Chevy explodes into green flames, and that flying snake monster now, like I- enormous, is like flying through the air on fire, on green fire, and it tries to break through the roof of the cavern, and and it does. It breaks through the roof of the cavern, and and and. You can kind of see it flying into the, the night sky where it explodes and, and it continues to burn. While that's happening, the roof of the cavern was actually the the ground beneath the feet of the people in Greywater. And several oh, people, cool. I don't know, let's say like three or four people, including uh, May East, fall into the, <laughs> the sacrificial bowl uh, and then turn into little puffs of, of green flame. And then... The, the burning, exploding snake just ignites into an enormous flash of green light, which consumes the entire scene. And uh, uh, it's such a horrible, nightmarish thing. You all roll for sanity, and, and I will just do okay. it now for all of you. Oh. And, and you know, it's it's so blinding and green, and it's, you know, it's, it's somewhat like, you know, the, the, the transition... Uh, at the end of a scene in a show. Uh, now weeks. Weeks have passed. Weeks have passed for Ryan Brickman. Well, I'm immune. I'm wearing transition lenses. And and the, the events of the past two weeks have been a blur, Ryan. You remember, you know, collapsing and exhaustion on the train and getting back to L.A. and trying to get back to your normal life of legal practice and movie view radio hosting? Sure. But your mind is constantly plagued with the visions of the horrible experiences that you had in Westie Town, and and every night, and 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 sometimes even during the day, you hear that demonic voice ringing in your ears. Ryan Brickman, what is thy desire? Ryan Brickman, Ryan Brickman, Ryan, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Would you snap out of it? <laughs> We're supposed to be reviewing Tarzan the Ape Man over here. Tell the people what you thought of the movie. Oh. You look around, you snap, you snap out of it, Ryan. You're you're in your normal radio hosting studio, but but you're sitting there with 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 James Wachisman, and and and, and it's so strange because because I mean you know he's always hosted the show with you, but but it's like you have a parallel set of memories where you only just met him the other day. It, it's it's so strange. It's like there's two realities happening at once. It might it must just be due to the stress that you're under. He what, James? Yeah, what did you think of Tarzan the Ape Man? I thought it was shit. What happened, man? I, okay, how, how long have I known you? What? We've been hosting this show since the beginning together. I'm the co-host. I always have been. Uh, there's no arcane ritual which changed reality or anything like that. That's specific. Eh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> After you finish recording uh, your review of Tarzan the Ape Man, you head to the, the sanatorium in L.A., and 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 they, they they let you in of course it's visitation hours 
Um, and uh, you go in to the loony bin where people are, 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 are visiting their insane loved ones. Oh, no. And there, <laughs> sitting down in a chair, you see Adam Carver. <gasps> and he is wearing his detective suit and gently patting mm-hmm. the hand of Samantha Avenue, who is <gasps> sitting oh, in a white God. gown, just drooling onto her face. Uh, Sam, can you give us some <laughs> some permanently insane noises? <laughs> some permanently insane noises? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, like, what about... Um... Hachibaba. I just say that over and over Yeah, again. you say Hachibaba. Hachibaba. And then I look, at, I look at them and I say, like, Ohana. <laughs> Ohana means family. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Adam Carver's, like, tearfully patting your hand. He's like, Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> It'll be fine. I take a pillow. It'll be fine, Samantha. <laughs> um, and, and, oh. Uh, we lost a good one. <laughs> Ryan and Adam go back uh, to to Ryan's office in in downtown LA, and uh, you know the, the new beautiful twenty two year old secretary comes in. And she's like, "Here's your, your mail, Mister Brickman." Let Sam say that line. <laughs> she's that person now. <laughs> and uh, uh, there's a few letters waiting for you, Ryan. Here's your mail, Mister Brickman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you check the mail that you got from your secretary. First thing is uh, a letter, and it's addressed to you, and it's from Johnny. Uh, and it says, Dear Ryan Brickman, I just wanted to say thank you for, for freeing those, those of us who had been trapped in the park. Unfortunately, there's no way for us to get back to our original timelines, but we're making a new life for ourselves here. We're gonna we're gonna reopen Westy Town, but you know, do it right this time without the the evil blood magic and and murder. And so we just wanted to say thank you, and and and, and as as a thank you, um, we have attached this letter a parcel containing two of the rhubarb pies which they serve on the trade car to Westy Town. Oh God damn it! I love it. You oh, give it give it the pies. You can have these, but then you're done forever. No more pie for you. Nope. Does this no, package, love, love uh, this James, it, the package says it's from Scarecrow. You then, you have another letter, and it's from Mr. Dallas, and it says, uh, thanking oh, you for steering him in the right direction and, and making sure that he got his money out of that park before they got wrapped up in a PR disaster, and he included your regular fee plus a bonus for you and Adam. What about well, the, the Sam's bonus? Uh, <laughs> that's being that was mailed to the sanatorium to pay for her expenses. <laughs> oh shit! I do feel terrible that Sam lost. I think I, should, I think I should go be a prop at the new Westy Town. <laughs> yeah, we ship her there. There's one final letter, and, and it's it's addressed to you, and it's it's from Willard Sampson, and and you know, it reads, uh, "Dear Mister Brickman, I want to thank you kindly for finding a way to save my my sister." And, and I think you made the right decision. You did what I never even considered, which was trying to save two lives. And instead of being selfish, I realize now how wrong I was. I've, I've taken in uh, my, my, my sister. She's an invalid now, but I'm just happy to know she's not being used as anyone's evil puppet. And, and I've also taken in that little uh, magic boy 
Uh, he don't speak a lick of English, but, uh, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll figure it out eventually. I, I like the version of this story where it turns out, like, the whole time Willard Sampson's trying his best to save his sister, but at the end, with the little boy, he's just very racist. <laughs> and, uh, I- yeah, sure, his sister and the little boy are fine, but I'm, like, a, I'm a vegetable now. <laughs> <laughs> She's goddamn celery over there. I wouldn't say there weren't any sacrifices. That son of a bitch. I've instructed my accountant to have the money I promised to you and your associates wired to you immediately. I uh, wish you the best. If you ever find yourself back out here on the prairie, I hope you'll drop me a line. Signed, Willard. I look out the window longingly, and I say, and I say out loud. Oh, the prairie. I don't know if I'll ever be back there. I don't know if we can get back what we lost. I wonder if they'll send me Sam's cut. I was going to say slam cut to the who's you won't get fooled again. (laughs) (laughs) I put on sunglasses. No, put your (laughs) hand on my shoulder and and give me some, make me feel better. (laughs) Oh, the prairie. It was a interesting time, dark time, but we persevered through it and became better men because of it. Well, you know what they say, Adam. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I got it. One, I got it. I got one it. bird ain't worth two in the bush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got it. Well, you know what they say, Adam. Once you go to a little house on the prairie, you never truly come home. Hmm. I hear that. I don't know. Do you have a better one for me? No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> this concludes our story of Ryan Brickman's adventures in Westy Town. But what other wild tales of intrigue await our heroes? Only time will tell. Stick close to your AM radios and join us here next time for another thrilling episode of the Talkie Boys Radio Hour. <laughs> Sam, play, say Ohana means family one more time. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs>